0: the shiur for Koftes Odorishon in Eshonu Muberes, that is the 29th day of Odorishon, the first other in Elipir. In earlier Prakim, before Pereklamet Beis, the Altarebbe discussed how to bring about the level of joy in one's heart. Especially after one Comes to the realization of the lowness of the body and that brings him to a becoming a ruach, humble of spirit, and a broken spirit that seems to bring the person into a depression, into a sadness. And Al Rebbe explained that his joy should be the joy of the soul, that he is taking the soul out of its incarceration. That it can get close to Hashem by by doing Torah mitzvahs, and the joy should be the joy of the nefesh, and then that's how he came into Periklamed Beis. That because the joy of the nefesh is the main thing, by the person he can come to the real level of Avas Yisroel, and once he has Avas Yisroel, it's to everybody. And adal Daltebe explained without really exceptions, there's still the mitzvah of Ave. Besides those, uh, Dovah el talks about the the Nebuchadnezzar. Now the Alter is going to give you another meditation, another way of a person thinking about something that is going to bring him joy. Um, the Alter is going to explain that The purpose, one of the purposes or the purpose of the creation, the ultimate purpose of creation of the world is to have the world, the created world as we see it, recognize the truth that the only true creator The only true being is Hashem. What it means is like this. That there is things the way they appear to the eye. To the eye, to the person who is created, it appears to him or to her that the world is a created being. It is a being. And its existence when you look at it, seems to be independent of Hashem. The truth is, however, that the world has no independence of Hashem and cannot really be considered a true existence. It's not really and it's not a true existence. The truth of the matter is everything is dependent on God and everything is humbled before God and there is no existence. The purpose of creation is that that sense, that truth that the world is not really an existence it's not really an independent entity but rather it's all an extension and it's really non-existent before Hashem that recognition that the person meditates and realizes that that means that in the person's mind in this world in his senses in his feeling he has Hashem dwell within him. That's a source and that's a reason for a tremendous level of joy and happiness to the person knowing that through his meditation he becomes a vehicle, a home, a place with God. He's a neighbor and he provides a place where God lives. God lives within him what it means God lives within him since he comes to the recognition that this is all about Hashem. When we say that God, and we talk about the unity of God, we are not just saying that there's only one creator, that Hashem is one, and there's only one Hashem. And no other one created the world. But what we are really saying, the meaning of Yehudah, the unity, the oneness of God, is that there is no other existence besides God. There is only God. Nothing else but Hashem. So you may ask if there is nothing else besides Hashem, but we see that there is a world created over here. So there is Hashem and there is a world. The Alter Rebbe will give some a few explanation metaphors to show us that sometimes things appear to be in existence. They appear to be some things, and in truth they are nothing. In truth, they are totally. Dependent, totally subjugated, they're totally non-existent in the presence of their source. So notwithstanding the appearance, that is actually not the truth. So notwithstanding the appearance of the world, of the people, of the creations being independent and feeling themselves as entities... Nothing in the world changed. Just like before Hashem created the world, it was only Hashem. There was nothing else at the time. Once the world was created, we appear to be entities, but we're still non-entities. And the Altarebim will give several examples which things appear to be entities, they appear to be something. But when you look at it deeper, you see that they're not really entities. So when a person in this world comes to the realization in his mind, and he realizes that he is not an entity, that the world is not an entity, then that means that the level of Hashem's Yichud rests in the person. This is the purpose of creation, to bring down that level of unity into this world. This will in turn bring him a great level of joy. Let's look inside, learn inside. Perik Lamed Gimel. He says, In addition, this, the following, shall be the true joy of the soul. In addition to what we said before about elevating the soul, connecting to Hashem, this will, following will be the true joy of the soul. And it's necessary to have this joy not only because of the Tim to we talked about before, but especially when one sees in himself, soul at uh, time, prepared times, it needs some uh, purification, it needs some uh, polishing, cleaning, to give it Enlighten it with joys of the heart. So, at that particular time when a person senses that he needs to bring himself some joys, I'm going to, the Altareb says now I'm going to give you a way to give you the true joy of the soul. So, then what you should do to bring yourself the simcha deepen your thought you should imagine in your mind in your understanding you should actually draw like a picture a picture in your mind when you want to say that you see something clearly so deeply that you can actually picture it it becomes a seer, an image you have an image in your mind and your understanding the concept, the inyan, the concept of Yehuda Yizbari Hashem true unity not just that Hashem is the one and the only Eveshter, the only creator of the world but the true level of His unity meaning that there is really nothing besides Him, the true meaning of Yichud is that He is only there is only Hashem, there's nothing else. And the reason why there is only Hashem, how come we're saying that is? Because the person will realize that it, everything in the world, it comes from Hashem. It's Hashem's power that gives everything to this world. Eichhu, how He Hashem is, a how He almim First, he, there is a level which Hashem provides the vitality of the world in a way that it fills all the worlds, meaning that it comes down measured and limited according to the receiving vessels of the worlds, which is b'tachtoynim, the upper and the uh, lower, and each upper lower getting their vitality from Hashem. Not only that, but The second level would be that this world is filled with Hashem's glory, which is in the Kabbalah called the which means that the world has another life force which surrounds it, which doesn't measure according to the level of the measured according to the limited, but it's a overall surrounding and a non internalizing kind of a chayis which measures the chayis is measured according to the kele, but it surrounds the world. And yet further, there is also kamei mamish, which is the level which is higher than mamali and soiviv. That is the level of godliness which everything is considered like non-existent at all. Which means that even the level of that surrounds the world, it still surrounds the world, so it's still, even though it's not measured, but it's connected. But then you have the level of godliness, which is beyond, next to Him, before Him, Everything is considered like non existent. Nothing is in existent. That's the true and the higher level of Yihud. Yichud uh, Amiti. What does it mean that everything is nothing in that level? We're saying, There is only He. The level of Kulakamechamash is there is only He. In the upper and the lower. What do we mean when we say there is only He? Do we actually mean. Only He says, Mavish. There's only He, exactly. There's only He. To the extent, but what happened was the creation. <speaking in Hebrew> Just as He was alone before Sheshim <speaking in> Ibrahim. So then we understand what it means alone because there was nothing else there. We're saying that the same thing is now. There's nothing else here now, too. <speaking in Hebrew> And also in this particular place, in which this physical world has been created, which the physical world includes Hashamayim the heavens, the earth, the chaltsuvam, and all the uh, armies that are in the heavens, the stars, the whole world. It's the same as before. It was just Hashem filling this place. That was, and you don't have a problem understanding that it was only Hashem, because there was only Hashem, that nothing was there at the time, it was before creation. But the truth is, The same thing is now. it's just Him alone, shinu without any change at all. But how can we say that? Over there, there was nothing created, but here we're saying something was created. Mother, like him, there was a creation over there. And he gives the reasons. The reasons why there is nothing here. This is the concept that things that seem created and seem to be being as existence but really, in truth of the matter is, they are not, they are totally nullified, they're non-existent because of the, uh, the true is being here, the true existence being here. So all the things that have been created are not really here. <speaking in Hebrew> because all the creations are totally nullified in their existence, actually their existence, their non-existence, their are is his button. How do we have an imagination for something like this by a person to say that something is in existence, it appears existence, but then it's not yet truly existence. And we're saying that it's not really existence. The first example the al brings. Is from the person, the person's soul. What we find by the person, um, the soul of a person has different levels. As it is, in a way, what it is in of itself, and then it expresses itself and basically we have two categories we have the koiches as Delta had spoken earlier of the soul and then we have the levushim of the soul you have the soul the essence, essence of the soul and then lower level within the soul is the powers of the soul and then you have the garments of the soul now, the garments of the soul is already a space, a spot, the relations to the soul, it's a lower, it's an outside level of the soul. In that level of machshave, dibur and we have what we call oiseos, we have letters. When the soul's desires, intellect, step down and they come down into the level of thought, speech and action within the soul, so the soul's thought already there is develops and it comes down in letters because the person already thinks with letters. They shape, the thought is shaped. You can say that one person thinks in one language, the other person thinks in another language. There are already uh, formed and to the person in his own thought it's been already descended, articulated into the level that it comes down into words, words of thought. That he thinks about it in a certain language before that item comes down to the level of thought, and then of course from thought it goes down to speech which the words and the letters are on a lower level even, they're not letters of thought but they letters of speech until finally things come out in actual action but in the soul of the person, the person's feelings before he just has a yearning he doesn't think about what he wants but he has a drawing to something he he he's pulled to something over there there is no letter no level of law uh, no letter no letters visible letters even though that uh there is the whole idea of being drawn there is Form over there because that means, by definition, when you're pulled to something, going to something, you are moved to something. So there is a shape over there. It's something. It's mitsuya, It's 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 designed. There's a there's a form there. There's a type of letters over there, but the letters are totally not felt. They're non-existent. So that means that in the level of uh, emotions or the level of intellect before they come down to the level of Mach'shove, there is no sense of letters over there. So if one should say that this world is similar to the koiches relative to the letters, which means that there is no letters over there, This world, Hashem is in this world, Mm so that all these things are not really existence. Because this is the place where Hashem's presence is. These are not like the letters that have come out. To us, they appear like they have come out, that they're in the level of Mach But to Hashem, His perspective, it's, He's to his perspective, it is all he is in the presence over here, and those letters are not functioning; they don't exist really. There's no metzias of them. Let's look inside. It's kibitl oishiyas dibur vah Is is just like the nullification, the non-existence of letters, of speech and saw and thought in their root and in in, in their source and root. Because the letters come from the midas uh, and the seichel. Which is whom husa nefesh This is the essence of the soul, what the soul is. He's talking about the level. Those are the ten levels of chokhmah bina Vadas, the intellect, chulu, and then the emotions. Bahen there is no letters there that you can sense they're the source of the letters that come out but there's no letters over there prior to their descending and dressing up into the garment of the machshava, there is no letters there as I've already written in chapter 20 and 21 at length take a look over there so that's one example of of how something which is in their source are non existence And another example we have for this is from the sunshine that we uh, benefit, that we appreciate in this world that we see the ray of the sun. And yet, we have to say that the sun doesn't only shine, the shine, the ray of the sun only comes down to the world, if it reaches all the ways over here, there is definitely a ray and a shine of the sun in the sun itself. But yet, over there it's not called a shine because it's non-existent, because in the presence of the Moir, in the presence of the body of the sun, it doesn't exist as an existence of a ray that shines. Over there it doesn't shine because it has no function. Similar to what we would say that a candle in the daytime doesn't help, doesn't shine because there's nothing that it accomplishes in the daytime. It doesn't mean it doesn't shine uh, in this sense, in this context, because if you made it dark, uh, it would give light. But... It's non-existence for its purpose of shining because it's in its source now. Now there's all the daylight. So this ray of the sun within the sun is a non-existence. This all tells us that something which appears to us because we see it as not in the sun. That's why to us it's an existence. We see the words at the level of machshave. So we see the world. But from Hashem's perspective, the world now is as it's before, and which means that the ray is within the sun, the, th- the words, the letters are within the koiches, and therefore they're not existence. That's how the world is not existence. We we'll look inside. Like we also learned elsewhere. Marshal Gashmil is a physical example for this. Before we give an example from the soul, now we're giving a physical example. from the idea, the concept of the nullification of the ray and the light of the sun and its source. Hugufka which is the actual body of the sun which is in the sky. Shagam shom that also over there in the body of the sun Definitely, there is a ray, and it expands the ray and the shine of the sun is there too. And it's with with more force than its expansion and its shine in the hollow, in the earth, in the sphere of the world, because the fact that it's closer, it's with more force. Hello, but over there we don't call it a ray, shisham, over there in the spot of the bowl in the body of the sun. The who, bottled Bimetzius, he is totally nullified in of his existence in its source. It's as if he was not the existence. So these are examples to explain to us that things that outside of their source appear to be uh, existence, but yet, in truth, they're not existence wed within their source. Likewise, exactly, in the way of example, the world and everything that's in it, is totally subjugated, totally non existence by Matthias in from its existence. Gabi relative to the source that is, the blessed light of the Ain that we are all, everything is totally non existence. <coughs> Commotion is by a as explained over there in the prayer Prokim, that mentioned earlier at great Land that Hashem is the only existence, and everything besides Him is non-existent. So what does it have to do now, this meditation that will bring him sabkhan? The realization of the non-existence of the people, of himself. So he says because then that realization means that you're taking that yichud which is not felt in this world and by you contemplating it you're bringing down that yichud in this world. And behold, when the person is going to deeply think into this a lot. His heart will rejoice, his soul will be happy. This is paraphrasing the verse, also in a way of rejoicing and singing with all of his heart and soul, and his being, with this belief. Because the Rebbe explains, you still need belief for this. This idea that everything is created with its Hashem, so this is still called the belief to bring it down into oneself, because that is great, it's a great Level of the person's belief and his contemplation. <laughs> contemplating and realizing this, sensing this, and experiencing this thoughts is Mamesh bringing Hashem close to himself. You are now close to Hashem because you now experience the real experience the way it is truthfully. And you are experiencing that in your life in this world. This is all what the human being is. This is what we are all about. And this is the ultimate purpose. This is the purpose, why the problem was created. And this is also and the creation of all the worlds, the ones above and below. Why did Hashem create all this? So Hashem should have this dwelling place, that this recognition that the world is non existence that should be in the the lower world. That will be explained later on at length, that Hashem wants that in this world there should be the revelation of His true unity. And that is What's happening when the person is meditating, that is bringing down Hashem, that is part of what he's doing with this meditation. (laughs) How much great is the joy of an ordinary person? And even if less than that, even a person who is degraded among people, how much joy will he have when you become close to a king, even of flesh and blood, being close to him. Not only being close to him, but you can provide a room, a place to live for the king. That now the king is coming to stay and live with you in the house. The king is living with you in your house. The person will be uh, flabbergasted, be great joy. And, you know, relative to Hashem, we're all Shvalan Hashem, we're all degraded of people. No value. So all that we see, and the infinitely more so, uh, to the joy that we experience from the closeness and the dwelling place of the king who kings kings the Holy One, Blessed be He, Kodesh Baruch That would bring the person a tremendous level of joy, a tremendous level of happiness that he is able to bring down Hashem and to be with Hashem by contemplating and meditating this. O as the Pesach says in Yirmi Alam at Pesach of Aleph, Kimihuah shir orav libo la Hashem. Who is the person that his heart will take it upon himself to come close to me, Num Hashem? This is the way you come close to Hashem. Through this emunah, through this subjugation, through this realization that we are not existence and Hashem is the only existence. This is the closest to Hashem. And this brings the person the greatest simcha. The Altarebbe began the Perik by explaining another way to bring a person joy is by contemplating on the idea of the unity of Hashem and that the meaning of belief in Hashem is not just merely to believe that Hashem is the creator of all the worlds, and he is the in charge of all the worlds, but it is actually the belief of the Yichud, of the unity, that there is really nothing else but Hashem. So that the whole world and all of his existence is totally subjugated and nullified uh, to Hashem. When the person contemplates this idea, this belief that he has, the al Rebbe explained, that will bring him a tremendous amount of joy because he is bringing and he's fulfilling the ultimate purpose of creation to bring down Hashem into this world because bringing down Hashem into this world means that the person by contemplating this he removes all the obstacles and the appearance, the false appearance from the world that the world seems to be an independent entity of Hashem and by him contemplating and realizing this, he is making himself as a dwelling place to Hashem, where Hashem dwells. And that knowledge will bring him a tremendous level of simcha, of joy. And the Altarebbe continues uh, today to tell us that this uh, this amuna that we have this belief in the true level of Yichud that not only is Hashem uh, the one who creates and in charge of the world but actually the true level of Yichud that there is really nothing besides Hashem this is something that we get as an inheritance from our ancestors from our forefathers on our own, perhaps one could not really contemplate this and really sense and come to that type of recognition, but it comes as an inheritance being uh, part of the Jewish people, so we get this an inheritance, and uh, this uh, amuna, this belief brings us about a tremendous simcha of joy and the amuna actually revives us and revitalizes us. Let's learn inside. And for this, for this level of when a person reaches the level of his subjugation to realization of this Yichud, that the oneness of Hashem is really in all of this world and that there is nothing independent of Hashem so for this our sages instituted to give praise and thanks to his blessed name every morning in the morning, we say, before we start our prayers in the Birchas, after the Birchas Hashachar, the and we say over there, we say, Ashrainu, how lucky are we, how good is our lot, etc. And then we say, how beautiful is our inheritance. So, what are we talking about? Uh, When we're saying over here that we are so lucky and we're giving praise and thanks, that means that we are very happy and thankful and rejoicing over this and we're saying that we are lucky. So, what is this whole thanks and praise and this happiness that comes? So, he says it's based on the... Thing it says here that the verse it says Yirushainu say no, that it's an inheritance. Kloimat, uh, that is to say, just like a person will be rejoicing and happy. He has an inheritance that came to him. Usually the person can only earn what he works hard for and he's limited and he has to uh, uh, exert himself and he has to uh, work hard in order to get what he what he wants uh, to get the money that he needs to uh, to live on but sometimes a person will become very happy and joyful if he has to get an inheritance inheritance came down to him. It is a tremendous fortune that he did not work for, he didn't put an effort. And all of a sudden, he gets all this fortune coming to him. So the person is thrilled, is joyful for something like that. That is say no inheritance. So, likewise, there are certain level that a person in spiritual fortune. That a person works very hard in order to achieve spiritual greatness, a spiritual fortune, so that he should have uh, service of Hashem. He has to work very hard to create those uh, levels. But then, sometimes you say there's a certain level that is given to the person just as an inheritance, something that he didn't have to work for, something he didn't have to put the effort on, just as a part uh, of an inheritance that he gets without any effort. Cain, likewise, just as we say by the physical example of a person inheriting a tremendous fortune that he didn't work for, so likewise and even more than so to no end there is to us to rejoice for our inheritance that our forefathers that our parents have inherited to us who, that is what did our parents give us an inheritance is this true level of unity not just that Hashem is one but the true level of unity of Hashem that there is really nothing and everything is subjugated what does it mean Asherafilu afilu mitachas That even on this world below, the world that we live in, ain't oid milvadi, that there is nothing besides Hashem. That we have a gift that we should be able to sense, that we should be able to have that feeling and that recognition that everything is Hashem, that is something we get as an inheritance from our forefathers. Because a person on his own would not be able to reach that level because he's created within the world and he feels himself as a Metzius, as an existence. So as an inheritance he feels that level, he can contemplate and get that level of Yichud Hava Amitis. When the person comes to that recognition, this is his dwelling place. Hashem's dwelling place over here in this world. In this world, that is His, uh, that makes Hashem live in this world because in His recognition, He recognizes that As- there is no better thing else in the world, so that means that Hashem is resting in the world. And this, what we're saying over here, brings the person a tremendous amount of joy for, for that opportunity, for the opportunity that he has, that he's able to contemplate this, that brings him joy. So the Al-Tareb started off the Perik by saying that a person sometimes feels a necessity to rejoice his heart and his soul. This is the rejoicing, and this is the happiness that the person uh, shall experience. And Al-Tareb is going to continue now that actually with that level of joy, with that level of happiness, the person is going to be able to fulfill and do all the other mitzvahs. It is this level of belief in the Yichud of Hashem that will help the person do all the rest of the mitzvahs because once the person's recognition is that there is nothing besides Hashem, so then all the items that interfere the worldly needs and the material desires and the everything won't interfere anymore with his uh, being able to do all the mitzvahs because to him in his mind he is already realize that there is nothing besides Hashem. If there is nothing there, they are of no value, of no importance. They can't stand in the way of performing the mitzvah. So it turns out that this belief that he has in the Ahdus Hashem, not only does it bring him the tremendous level of joy, but it will also help him overcome any obstacles, and he will be able to fulfill the Torah and Mitzvahs. Now, that's why he quotes now, V'zehu r'azal, this is the saying, our sages, in Makkas Chavdalad Amad omed Aleph, that although there is Tariag Mitzvahs in Italy, Israel, that we have 613 Mitzvahs, they are divided, the Mitzvahs of the Torah in 613. Yet, Bo Chabakuk al-achas. Chabakuk came... In, we find in the Poske, Habakkuk, in Pay's he says, He says, he placed, and he says, all these 613 mitzvahs is really one mitzvah. What is the mitzvah? He says, there, in order to be a tzadik, he says, He just with his belief, that tzadiks. Righteousness is the belief. If he leave, lives with belief, he lives with amunah, so that makes him a righteous. So it seems like the Gemara is saying over here that there is no other mitzvah necessary. What does it mean that there are 613 mitzvahs and Chabakuk said there's only one mitzvah. And he says, now there's no 613, there's only one. It says, Sadik. if he has amunah, he lives with amunah, then he is all set. That makes him a tzaddik. But what happened to the six 613 mitzvahs? Al-Tarebbe says, no, that the pshat is not that there is only one mitzvah. He says what he means to say that with the power of this one mitzvah, Munah, And Amunah now, we're teaching, as the Tareb explained, what the real Amunah is. Belief in Hashem is not just in Hashem as a creator, but Hashem, that there's nothing else uh, besides Hashem. Everything is bottled to Hashem. If a person has that level of Amunah, so even just this one mitzvah is enough to help the person fulfill all the other mitzvahs. This is very similar, in a way. It seems uh, like I'm just uh, thinking to the what the Altarebbe explained in Perik Lamed Bey is that the mitzvah of Havas Yisrael is to uh, is one is able to fulfill, and we say that uh, and he said that this is the Kol and the Alter asked how could the mitzvah of Abbas Yisroel be the whole Torah? even for and the al explained that the purpose of the Torah is to bring down the Achdus of Hashem and is to raise the um, make the godly uh, more important uh, than the physical uh, and uh, Abbas Yisroel comes through that, is through uh, raising one's Tzura al one's importance of his nefesh over his body, of his goof and the nefesh, were all together. So, Abbas Yisrael means uh, that level of being able to be together. Uh, so that level of the Nishama being in charge is manifest, or is, is 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 even greater when we're realizing through this level of. Uh, the emuna that the is the physicality, everything else is really butler, is non-existent. Uh, that means that there is only the tzura, so the al-trebbe explains over here that that emuna and that joy of that emuna would be sufficient to infuse the person and give him the ability to do all the mitzvahs because all the mitzvahs won't stay in the way. So he says here, let's look inside, because the post says, so we see that it's the tzaddik's amuna which is most important, so what does it mean to say? he says to you, mitzvah when he says that he placed it on one mitzvah, it's as if there would only be one mitzvah, of course there's 600 the mitzvah, but it says, if there's only one mitzvah, here if we only have this one mitzvah, you'll do everything else. Because through this amuna alone, in the level of Yichud Hashem, in the way we explained it over here, he will come, he will reach, he will bring him to fulfilling all the 613 mitzvahs. It's not that he's only going to do amuna; he's only going to live with amuna. But the amuna is the source and the reason that he's going to be able to do all the mini all the mitzvahs. But it's not just to do and have the mitzvah of amunah, as the al is going to explain, that he needs to rejoice with this amunah. But tzaddik, or amunah can give him this amuna. When he'll rejoice in that Amun the Ki sheyi ye'aliv v'yisos v'someach. When his heart will be rejoicing and happy. Be'emon with his belief v'yichod Hashem. In the unit of Hashem, betach l'shashimcha. In the total rejoicing. As we explained before, why is the person from that amuna? Because then he is doing a diribit achtoinim. That's how he's bringing down the Hashem into this world. That brings the great joy. As if he only had this mitzvah. He's going to rejoice We have ever one mitzvah. Only the mitzvah of Amunah Hashem is the point and the purpose and the goal of his creation and all the worlds. All the world was created for the mitzvah of Emunah, which he is rejoicing on being able to become a dira le'yuzbarech, to make the dwelling place a, uh, a place for Hashem. So, that joy that he brings himself, so then with the pour, force with the power and the energy of his soul, with this great joy, His soul will go up higher and higher, meaning he'll get the energy that he needs to overcome all those that are obstacles that prevent all the 630 mitzvahs, whether it's mibais that are from the inside, meaning from his body and his soul who are interfering, Umachutz, or from the things that come from the outside. So that energy and that joy that he has for the Amunah, that he is able to be the Tachlis, is, is what's going to help him do all the mitzvahs that nothing should stand in the way and nothing will uh, prevent him, whether it's internal uh, difficulties, challenges, or external. But because he has that joy in that amuna. He is going to be able to overcome all these obstacles. The Al-Tarebbe began the Perik by saying that we're looking for a way to encourage and to help the soul. He says, this is the way by rejoicing with one's emunah. Now the al is going to explain in the verse, it says, be be'emunosoi. So, that means the Amunah, but here we're adding a, an additional component over here, we're saying it's not just amuna. we're saying it's Tzadik B'amun he will rejoice, that energy, and that Koyach V'chayis that the Rebbe says, through this joy he will be elevated to help him prevent all the all, to help him overcome all the obstacles, but where does it say in the Pasik about Simcha? The Pasik talks about Be'amunah. Tzadik with his amuna, That amuna makes a Tzadik. Where do we talk about Simcha? And that's why the al Rebbe continues and says, V'zehu yichya. This is why the Pasik says that Tzadik, with his belief, Yichya, he will live with that amuna. What does it mean live with it at the morning? Similar to what we say, yichya dafka. We don't say tzadik b'monose. Just a tzadik with his amuna makes him a tzadik. A tzadik with his amuna yichya. He lives with it. What is the lash of livgun? Is kitchis amesim. What does it mean? Instead of being dead, being alive, being alive with it means that. A chmash of example, trichis amesim. Kach, likewise, being alive without a muna means. That the Ramunah is not just there, but he's alive with it, he's joyful with this. So likewise his soul is going to be with the great joy, with this great joy. And that is the Simcha, and that Simcha with this Amuna is what's going to help the person overcome all these obstacles. And this is what the Al-Terebbe started talking about that we also say uh, we give thanks to Hashem and we rejoice for this amuna for having the Simcha of giving us, it seems that the Simcha is both, for A, for the opportunity that we should be able to uh, be uh, uh, to have such an inheritance that we got such a good fortune that we're able to experience this, and B, as the Alta spoke earlier, that that alone of being able to be with the king, to be a diderlo yisbaruch. So we're overjoyed with the opportunity, and the opportunity is a, such a joyful opportunity to be a diderlo yisbaruch. Now the Altarebbe says further, that the joy is actually a double joy the joy is for the soul uh, that the soul is with Hashem it's really this joy is from the good fortune if a person just gets an inheritance but it's not of such value, so there's nothing to be joyful for uh, for the inheritance. It's no value, so who, who cares uh, that it's a, uh, uh, that it's an inheritance? Then, on the other hand, if a person works hard to get the great treasure, again, so he, the great treasure brings him joy, but he works for it. But here, it's the combination. It's the combination. The great treasure is that it's a diri the Yichud Hashem in this world through his contemplation. That's the treasure. But the double, the great joy is that he didn't work for that treasure because he himself wouldn't be able to achieve that. It's through an inheritance from his father that he got the ability, that he got this great treasure. So the treasure is the fact that he's a diri b'tachtoimim. And the greatest of the joy is that that treasure didn't come to him by his work, but it came to him as an inheritance just because he belongs to the Jewish people and they have this inheritance from the fathers as an inheritance. That's what we say, Asherenu um That this is a new Yerusha. The Al-Tareb is going to say now that this is a doubled simcha, but it's also quadrupled. And perhaps the doubled simcha maybe is an allusion also to what we already spoke because this simcha itself is a doubled simcha. It's the treasure and that he gets as an inheritance. But it's also quadrupled, it's muchopeles. Because there is one joy that the person experiences because he is close to Hashem but there's another joy that he senses is for the joy that he brings to Hashem. It's his closeness, is his uh, appreciation of being a dwelling place for Hashem, that he has the privilege of being a and to live together with Hashem, that Hashem is within him because he has removed the obstacles of the world because he has realized the true Yichud of Hashem but there is an additional uh, thing that there is a uh, Hashem's uh, purpose in the world is being fulfilled uh, that Hashem uh Vision for the world that the world is changing around. So, as we'll learn in, 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 in further on in the period in the tomorrow's shir, but here it finishes up. For besides the joy of the soul that understands that he's contemplating in this yichud, the the in the closeness of Hashem and Hashem living with him. Which is a tremendous joy for the Nefesh. We will learn very later on that there is an additional simcha, double simcha, because Hashem is happy. So he's happy for himself and he's happy for himself. I will learn further. And the Al was discussing over here that the emuna that the person has in the true yichud of Hashem as it comes through in the idea that none of the uh, worldly matters, the klip are akhra, and anything in this world is really independent, but it's all bottle and everything is totally unified, and there is only Hashem in this world, and this is the way that uh, he can overcome and observe all the mitzvahs because there is nothing preventing him because there is nothing besides Hashem. And this will create a tremendous uh, simcha from that amuna which will help uh, the person uh, in uh, observing and overcoming all obstacles and bringing him joy to further connect to Hashem. And the joy, the Altarebbe said, is a double joy. Number one, the joy is that the person himself becomes close to Hashem and becomes a dwelling place for Hashem, because through this idea that that Hashem in this world, the person understands and contemplates and comes to the recognition that the whole world is bottled, that means that the person himself becomes a vessel, a vehicle where Hashem rests because in his mind and in his uh, soul there is the. Um, uh, Acceptance and the realization and the munah of Hashem Echot so he becomes a vehicle and a vessel for Hashem's Dira in the purpose of, of Hashem's dwelling But in addition to that, the al will explain to, to, in today's Shir that the uh, person also rejoices in the fact that what he is doing here is he's subduing the sitra and the klipa and the and the the sitra achra and the klipa to turn them around, that instead of darkness, they should become light. Eventually, it'll be Ruach HaTuma Avir Min haoritz. Hashem will remove the spirit of Tuma from the land. But this is a, and this is the goal to bring and take darkness and change it around, that the darkness becomes light as the Yisri Oir the advantage to light is when it comes when you take and you make it into light so that you take the tumah and you bring it into kedusha. that process has, begins with the person's uh, work and service and recognition in his mind now in Golus, and especially once uh, when a person is in Chutzlar it's where the darkness is even greater, and yet he comes to that recognition, so that means that a lower level of darkness is being turned around to overcome that it shouldn't be able to block on the nefesh keys. That's the beginning of subduing it and turning it around. Which eventually will totally be eradicate the level of tumah, which will be bring about the yisur na As the Rebbe brings also from the verse that we say that yismach yisrael, that the joy <coughs> that the yid has, as we're saying, the additional to his own level, but the yid's is also rejoices in bi'osav. That means he rejoices in the one who makes him which is Hashem in his maker so that we're not only rejoicing in ourselves but rejoicing that Hashem's vision and accomplishment of taking the world and turning it into a place of dwelling place and turning the clip around is being fulfilled and we're specifically saying when Yisrael does it be the one who makes him in the level of Asiyah in this world and also makers in a plural, as that al will explain, which means that also all the items of the world which sort of represent... And are separate in the uh, appearance of Hashem, that they too, as one, is recognized and realized that they're not really separate, but we're turning them around and seeing in them that they all are part of Hashem, and that there is only the yichud of the of Hashem in this, even in this world, and that brings about, and that brings us simcha. Learn inside now. So in addition to this, he will rejoice doubly, not only in his own level that he has reached a level that he is become a dira, a dwelling for Hashem, because in his mind he contemplated and he brought down the yichud of Hashem. So he will further doubly rejoice Hashem. <laughs> he will rejoice in the Hashem simcha. He is happy because it's Hashem's happiness. and the great delight and pleasure that takes place before Hashem. baruch blessed be he through this belief that the person displays. So the great delight that Hashem has zoy with this amuna that the person has in his soul. Because, through this emuna, the iskafio sitra mamish, because he actually subdues the other side by not allowing it to uh, interfere. The izhapcho chashoycho l'nhoirah. And the darkness is turned into light, meaning the darkness is turned into light, even though we said that the person in the uh, self, in the Nefesh Abahamis, they by the Benini have not been turned over, and with the Koyches is still there, but yet that darkness which is in his mind, which doesn't allow for him to uh, tempt him, and uh, doesn't allow for him to... uh, contemplating, uses Makshavur, Dibur, that has been turned around to light because right now he is able and he is devoting and he's realizing in his mind bringing down the level of Amunah, the bitl of all the Olam is the subjugation of all the worlds to. To, uh, to Hashem the darkness is which is the darkness of the eclips, which is in this materialistic world so it's their darkness why are they called darkness? because they darken because they darken the real light they don't allow for the light of Hashem to be visible they Make dark, umechasim, and they cover. Al eru yizborich on his blessed light, and Hashem's light. So until the time they have that ability to do that, ad ace ad Until the time of the end, meaning when the end of the klippus will no longer be. Kmoishakasuv, as the pasuk says in Yevchavches pasukut gimel, that. Kate's some that there will be an end to this darkness but up till the dark up to the end of the darkness meaning in uh, the meantime uh, in while we're still in Golos and while we're still uh, dealing with the Clippus, uh in that time they are darkening and they are obscuring and this will be the Kate some so he touches the Posik of Kates, connects it to the Posik in in Daniel, in which he says Hayomin uh, which is at the end of the days, Yomin as end of the days, but also uh, Yomin can also mean as Rashi the way he explains it in Daniel, then there's Rashi the way he explains it in the Gemara in Psachim. Um, where, uh Yamin can also mean uh, the right hand, sort of. It'll be the gates and how it'll shine the right hand, uh, sort of the, the Gilui, there will be the uh, revelation. Because at that time, Sheyavir Ruach Hatumamin Ha'orets, that means that the, the spirit, the Choshech, will be an end to the Choshech because. It he will remove the ruach hatuma min but at the same time is kates hayomin, which means v'nigla kveid havae vero kol that Hashem's glory will be revealed and all flesh will see together. It's the pasuk in Yeshayah Perik Mem pasuk Hey is borele as he will explain later on in Peidik Lamed vav now. The word of katez some lachoishach means it will be an end to choishach. Over here, we're touching in one way. Katez hayomin means in the end of days, that makedz hayomin. But in the meaning of uh, that, will mean sheyavi ruach atumenor. It's uh, it'll be the katez some but at the same time, when the Kate is, it'll be hayomin. Which means that'll be the Niglok Veda So it'll be the cates from the Chayshikh and the revelation of Hayyamin, then the Rokh as the Al rebbe will explain also later on in the end of Periklamat Vav. So this is what is happening when the person. Uh, overcomes and the, the difficulties, but he comes to the recognition through the Amuna in the Bittel and the Yichud of Hashem in this world. He is being Mahapig <laughs> the and especially when this takes place, Bchutz is outside of Eretz We know that the ear just of the land of the nation is Tomei, which means it's a lower level than Golos. Within Golos itself, it's a Tome avir, Tome ir, umalik klippus and it's full with the klippers on the other side. And therefore, especially over there, especially in Chutz when there is such great darkness, because there is no greater joy before Hashem, as the light and joy that comes, when specifically the light comes from darkness, so when we turn darkness to light, so when in Chutzlaretz, when outside of Eretz Yisrael, a person comes to the realization of the unity of Hashem, so that causes a tremendous level of simcha, because he's turning around the darkness. Because it's, it's so uh, dark, and it's not only in Golos, and not only klip, but it's moliklips trachra. Because on top of it it's the Golos, so in addition to the chaysha uh, ha it's also moliklips trachra, and yet he is able to come through that emuna to that recognition. And that brings him this double joy. So the joy of him being a connection to Hashem, that he's being a dira loyiz and also that Hashem is rejoicing, that this is the turning around of darkness uh, to light, which is the great joy of Hashem. And this is the meaning of the Posik that we say in Tehillim, Kuf Memtes, pasuk Beis, Perekum to pasuk Beis, says Yismach Yisroel let Israel rejoice, be Oisov, in His Maker. That means Hashem, Hashem made us, Oisov. Now the Alter Rebbe is going to explain all the Yonah. First of all, the Lashon Asiyah, also the Lashon Oisov, uh, instead of Oisei because it would seem that it should say, Israel should rejoice in his maker, the person's maker, which is Hashem. But He says here, Yisrael should rejoice be in one that makes them, not only him, who, I say who, Oisav that makes them, as the Altareb will explain. That number one, we're talking about here, this simcha has to do with the fact that Hashem is... Uh, in this world, in the asiyah, that it is uh, bringing down Hashem in the level of ASIA. That is why it's not not but meaning in the level of asiyah. That in this world, that Yisrael is rejoicing, that Hashem appears, that Hashem comes down. There's the dira. We're rejoicing that Hashem is here in asiyah. As the Alter Rebbe writes, that means call me that everyone who is from the seed of Israel, Yisrael, Yismach Israel. So it's, it's so that means Yay There is to him; he needs to be rejoiced in Hashem's joy, Asher, because Hashem rejoices. he is happy and rejoices in him dwelling in the in the in the low worlds. So we need to be happy in Hashem's bringing him in asiyah. Sheheim, because what do you mean with in low worlds? Sheheim, for they, these are who is the revealing those who are an asiyah. Sheheim asiyah because they these creations are in actual Asiyah, so Hashem makes them, so there are Yisrael, also Hashem makes, so there is Hashem's joy in coming down into this world. And why does it say be Yisroel? Because when we're dealing with this world, we're not just talking about the person, Isaiah that does it, but we're saying that Hashem is in this world, in the world where there is a pluralism, there is Seems like to be a multitude of separation, the lack of unity, it seems. But to bring down uh, the Hashem in the Aesov, in this Aesov. This is what it says, in those that He makes, in the plural. So that is, or it should have said, because those make Him, because in Isaiah, because we're talking about this physical world, which has a plural, because the sense over here is it's It's full with the Klippers, which lack the unity. They are called a public domain, which means they're not in the domain uh, originally that is visible as a place where Hashem, the Shaloylam is in charge, where Hashem is in charge, but rather it's a public domain, Viture de Also called mountains of separation. Meaning a mountain, meaning each one is an arrogant, each one is haughty, and like a mountain that is separated from one another. And therefore, Hashem is coming down in Oisov. In those that he makes, in all these Clipper, this is the Asiya Gashmis. Asiya Gashmis is a plural. In this world, Hashem comes down and they turn into darkness into light. They ma mahapik the dark into light. V'nasi reshusa Yachid. and they turn from oisov into a plural into a private in the main. The yichudah yizbarach to Hashem's unity b'amuna through this amuna that the yid has in the. Unity of Hashem, that there is Ein Muvadi, that everything is Hashem. So he turns around, basically Yismach Yisrael, the Oisov in Hashem coming down in the law, in the plural, in the Torah de Prude, in this world, and this joy is Hashem's joy because this is uh, this is the Yid's joy. It's Mezerah Yisrael. This is, is Hashem's joy, is the Oisov. Which, by the way, these are the two. Uh, Verse two of the verses that the Rebbe quotes from the in the twelve special sayings and my the Pesukim Mordechai hazal which everybody needs to uh, to uh, be uh, familiar with and especially the recitation of this at, at the even the young children at the youngest of ages to know the twelve basic uh, principle verse of Mordechai so two of them are from the peirik lamed gimel, both the two uh, statements, uh, the zehu kol tachlis kol mesolyonim and yismach <speaking in Hebrew> So we see from this that this is actually the main central part of the Tanya, and this is the main central part of our Vedas Hashem. Seemingly, from the fact that these two verses. We're chosen that both in the from the Tanya which are both in this period Klamath